0: to the show. I'm Lewis Hill. And I'm Clint Gibbons. And Clint, it's uh Saturday morning. Saturday
1: morning. We're it's, recording in the morning. What's going on? This is the hockey parents time to record. Hockey I'm Parents time to record. This is the first time you've had coffee while we record, if I'm not mistaken. Well yeah, this is uh
0: this is something special. You know why I'm having coffee? Because you it- Irish it up. Well, no, I didn't Irish it up because we still don't have a Marshall Amp beer fridge. So I I obviously have to just have something hot because I can't keep anything cool. I can't McDLT it. You know, the hot stays hot and the cool stays cool. Ooh, a
1: callback. (laughs) Nice.
0: I'm learning what being a comedian is, Clint. I'm
1: getting better every single day. So here, I I actually have been thinking about your Marshall Marshall Amp fridge conundrum. That's a mouthful. Um, I've been thinking about it, and uh, I think the problem is you're just sending it out there. You know that that doesn't work. That's Wait, nonsense. I, I, I need to just name one person to buy you, this for me, or a god. So Ooh. I figure I figure every week yes. we pray to a different god until you get your Marshall beer amp fridge, and then that will once and for all prove who the one true god is. If,
0: if there's one thing we love on this pod, it's religion. <laughs> <laughs> Because it's never caused any war or harm to anybody. That's what we know for sure. Hey, I I love this idea. My question to you is, which God do you think supports rock and roll and drinking? Because to me, that's Satan.
1: Oh shit. <laughs> it took a turn. <laughs> no, I was thinking like I, I was thinking like there's no way it's one of the main gods, right? It's gotta be like an underground Like god. you mean like the Christian kind of god? Yeah, yeah, like, it's not gonna be God or Yahweh or Jehovah or Moses
0: or, or yeah. Vishnu or Now I I read the I read the Bible, Clint. I read the I read the New Testament and the Old Testament, and the New Testament sucks. You did not. Oh yeah, I've read it a couple times. I, I used to I used to be able to read Clint. I gotta tell you. Well, I get that you could read, but nobody has read the Bible. I even read those boring chapters where Mark begat Sally and Sally begat whoever for 30 pages. Yeah, I read it. You're
1: fucking with me right now. No,
0: I'm not. I was fascinated by it when I was younger. Really? Yeah, and the Old Testament is awesome. It's all God smoting people and yeah. wrestling with Abraham and like, hey, kill your kid. Hey, just kidding. And that was a test. <laughs> Hey, Job, fuck you! And then the New Testament's just like all about love and forgiveness. And I figure like that's when God quit drinking. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> they had the intervention for God, and now he's all about love and forgiveness.
1: But if you could turn water into wine, why would you ever quit drinking? Thank you, my God. Yeah. Water anyway. and whiskey, but. Uh, I had something I was going to say, but it's gone. Maybe oh, God, no, you said God smote my memory. <laughs> Ooh. God's been smoting me a lot lately, especially my oh, left yeah, knee. That's what it was. Yeah, so Old Testament is like Godfather 1 and 2, Yes, and New Testament is Godfather 3.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, New Testament is like The Last Jedi in a lot of ways. It's just terrible. about <laughs> <I'm> a- <laughs> It just keeps telling the story of Jesus' birth Here oh, we are. over and over. Yeah, Nine, we've been canceled on Saturday morning, and we've been canceled. <laughs> this will be our last morning show ever. Uh, but what you, you talk about, like, uh, some of the obscure gods, like which god are we talking about? Like, are we talking about Hera and Zeus, or are they too old? Or
1: no, no, Aries, uh, all, all gods matter, <laughs> but I, I, I mean, it's, it's... well, I, I, t- I call myself the god of rock sometimes, so maybe. It, it was interesting and, and I actually saw a clip of Ricky Gervais talking about this uh, not too long ago. It was an older clip, but it's it's a cause he's famous famously an atheist, right? Yes. And, and people will ask him, like, how do you not believe in God? And and his response is like, Well, you know how you don't believe in uh, Vishnu yes. and uh, Muhammad or Allah and, yeah. and he's like, but you believe in the Christian God. He's like well, I just don't believe in one more God than you don't believe in.
0: Yeah, and as ridiculous as you find those things, I I find this. The the neat thing about the one true God, because as you know, Clint, there's only one true God. The neat thing about that is uh, most people were just lucky enough to be born in a geographical location that worships that one true (laughs) God. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Holy fuck, we're canceled. Okay, let's not draw... This is a... (laughs) podcast about right. comment everybody claims yes. their religion is about love but none of them are they're about hating the people who aren't your religion that's
1: all they're it they're responsible is. for more death and destruction than oh, any other thing God. in the world yeah, maybe oil
0: it. no no religion's religion religion and oil go together well, oil's it's,
1: catching up <laughs> yeah <laughs> oil's big oil yeah you know. Remember when I walked in and said I didn't have anything to talk about? Yeah, this is. <laughs> but I, I fe- religion's
0: neat because like, they're, they're like oil but different in one way. Like oil really believes in dinosaurs. <laughs> is that a joke? Can I that, make this into a joke? That is 100% joke. <laughs> joke. <laughs> okay, I'm doing all right now. Coffee is my, uh, hey, Lewis, alcohol fries your brain. <laughs> Coffee good for your brain. But yeah, no, that's, that's, a, that's a great bit. Yeah, I can work something. I, I told you I started, when I first started comedy, I had religious bits out the yang, like just making fun of them. Because I'm not kidding, I read the Bible a few times and there's different versions and it's neat. And, you know, people say, no, the Bible loves everyone. No, no, it hates gay people. And it, Does it, it really? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, the, the quote is, it's I could find it, I can dig it up. It is more possible for a cow to fit through the eye of a needle than it is for a homosexual to enter the kingdom of God. I believe was the quote, and it's like, "Holy shit!" No, no, we love everyone. No, you don't. No, this is the book.
1: That's terrible. Yeah, you got to update that book. You gotta. Yeah, well, I mean, because I mean, the, the like, you also you're going to hell for eating shellfish, right? Like, it... that's it, and, and
0: anything with a hooven clove or a, a cloven hoof. Okay, more coffee. A cloven hoof, so that you know, a pig or a cow, or it also teaches you how to take a dump in the desert. There's a, a, cha- a chapter on that.
1: Finally, something useful from
0: the Bible. Yeah. And they eat the grasshoppers. And it's neat. And people are like, you know, you don't see that this was just a a bunch of stuff written for back then. It doesn't really translate to today. No,
1: the the parables and the... But also, it's like four dudes' version of what happened, right? Like, you and I could go to a show tonight. Yeah. And we go home and we write individual reports. They're going to be very different.
0: Yes. Yes, 100%. And, but you know what i did find interesting that someone told me and I, I think it was the creators of south park well they didn't tell me because i don't talk to them <laughs> but if they're listening martial ant beer fridge um no but they did say the one interesting thing about all religions is they kill people except mormons huh mormons you make fun of like they had the the, the play on broadway and the, the, yeah, the it, jokes it, and it. they're like oh that's pretty funny that's cool <laughs> so hats off to the mormon mormons
1: Maybe you need to
0: buy me a Marshall amp beer
1: fridge. I'll pray to Joseph Smith. And the biggest song from that, that uh, play was Don't Fuck the Baby, right? So, I mean, <laughs> it's just good advice all around. Yeah, some religions really need to hear that. That's... <laughs> well, is any of this usable? Oh, yeah, this is... <laughs> This is where it ends. We should uh, allude to the fact that you did save me from getting canceled last week. I I did. I made made a very, very off-color joke, which I stand by as hilarious. Very funny. But yeah, there's no way that could have been out there in the digital interwebs forever. It it wasn't bad, but if people want to cancel you, they'll dig it up, they'll put it out of context... Yeah, because the context, I I think, was fine, right? I was making fun of these horrible people. Yes. But, you know, the tone doesn't always (laughs) translate. And if you snip that out, then, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'd be in trouble. And people right now are like, what was the joke Clint
0: said? And you know what? Uh, Maybe we'll we'll start. If I get a Marshall Amp beer fridge... (laughs) If we get a Marshall Ant beer fridge, I will tell. down the river for a Marshall Ant beer fridge. No, but I will tell people the context of the joke. I won't won't put it online, but I will tell people the context of the joke. That's fair.
1: I I support that 100%. You hear that, Joseph Smith? (laughs) (laughs) Give me the beer. You think maybe the Mormons would sponsor us? What? I don't even even really know. We've only got two eyes between us, though. I think we need to step that up to get into their club. Okay, I'm in. I'm in already. (laughs) This
0: is... is, Me and the girl
1: have been watching the... uh, temptation island you know (laughs) that's almost as unbelievable as you reading the bible that you watch temptation island
0: no we've been watching it we just went went uh one day we wanted something to fall asleep to you know something (laughs) stupid and we put it on and now we're on season two (laughs) the dude just had a a threesome last night spoiler he's like i'm not gonna cheat on my girl bam second night having a threesome this is the greatest show i've ever seen in my life (laughs) okay so now that we're in it
1: is it better than vampire diaries well, it's different. It's reality TV. <laughs> okay. You can't compare reality TV to vampires. So, give me your elevator pitch. So, Temptation Island <laughs> doesn't exist. I'm a TV exec. We're in an elevator. Pitch me this idea before we get to the ninth floor.
0: Okay. Uh, hot people cheating and fighting and crying, half naked every day and boning each other on a tropical island. It's got all the drama. It's got all the sex. It's got all. It's got the stupid host who I think is hammered at every. <laughs> Like, he's slurring his words, and he's like, he's awesome. Or on pills or something, he's hes all oxied up, but that, that's entertainment, baby. And his name's Mark Wahlberg. Shut up! Yeah, but it's not Mark Wahlberg, it's Mark L. Wahlberg. <laughs> and this show happened years and years and years ago, and I watched the first season, of it, and i you watch it to be angry at these people. You know what I mean? You watch yeah, it to yeah. be like, you guys are fucking idiots. And then it just had this resurgence in the digital era, like, after 2020. So every- it's
1: not even new, like,
0: it... No, no, these are the
1: new ones. Okay. Now it's had this
0: resurgence, so there's a new one. But it's an old show.
1: And also, I need to point out that we've now reached the ninth floor. (laughs) And I've called you into my office because I want (laughs) to talk about this some more. (laughs) Like this is no longer an elevator pitch this is going straight to series I want Dude the, the,
0: the clip like I, I'm trying to be good to my girl and we're on this to, so I can show
1: her that I'm committed
0: next thing you know he's in bed with two women like this is the greatest show I've
1: ever seen And it's, it's, It can be interactive you can turn it into a game right like you can turn it into uh, a, a drinking game like you you take a drink every time somebody does something unfaithful Oh that's cirrhosis of the liver waiting to happen oh my god yeah or you could turn it into like an even more difficult game where you and your lady don't get to fool around unless somebody is faithful to their, well, that happened. Did it? It
0: does happen. Sometimes some people are faithful and you end up having a lot of respect for people who went on reality TV cheating show. You're like, <laughs> cause you don't, those people are generally terrible. Do you know what I mean?
1: They're generally terrible people. We're looking for their fame and this and that. <laughs> Could you imagine pitching that to your significant other? Listen, I've got an opportunity. This... <laughs> I'm going to go to this island. And prove to you hot... <laughs> how everybody cheats. Has anybody ever cheated? No. Nobody's <laughs> never not cheated. But I'm going to be uh, the guy. I'm going to be the guy. Well, my
0: girl already said, do you think they have this show for people our age? <laughs> and, and I said, Here, here's how this would play out. And she's going to probably murder me. But here's how it's going to play out. <laughs> Like the first night, because you get to see uh you go to this the bonfire and you see you're separated. You're in different okay uh mansions.
1: So both couples are both people. Of the couple are there.
0: Yeah. Oh. And you're separated, but every night at the bonfire, you see clips out definitely out of context. Sometimes oh, very much shit. in context of what they're doing to to make you crazy. It's <gasps> fucking, it's fucking insane. It's like a social experiment that got wrong. But me, I'd be like. Hey, uh, you know, there'd be girls hitting on me and everyone's drinking. I'd be like, hey, oh my God, you got, it's 9 a.m. You guys got to try this IPA. It's, I'd just be at the bar the whole time, just being like the, the giant child that I am and completely clueless that anybody's
1: hitting on me or just I'd be like, hey, are we doing shots. Are we doing shots. We're we doing shots. <laughs> You'd be putting on a show like I've got a captive audience here. <laughs> hey, do you leave your garage door half open? I, I, what app did you mean? <laughs> What do you do for a living?
0: (laughs) And the answer for most of these people on the show was that they do for a living nothing. (laughs) They're terrible human beings. But I think what uh, our listeners have discovered is Lewis watches shit TV. (laughs) I love the Vampire Diaries, I love uh, Temptation Island.
1: And uh, I like good TV as well, but... You know. Well, so far you've pitched two shows on this podcast, and <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I almost quit after the Vampire Diaries because I thought that was garbage, but... Uh, well, they should be contacting me with a, with a case of Bud Light and a Marshall Lamp beer
0: fridge and they thanking should. me because I'm sure they got a uptick in viewers in the tens.
1: <laughs> Maybe even 15 new viewers. But I'm fully on board for Temptation Island now. Like, well. I... Uh, <laughs> I'm telling you, it's, you get hooked.
0: It's stupid, it's terrible, I love it, but some things, a lot of things I do in my life are stupid and terrible. I, <laughs> I say a lot of stupid and terrible things on stage that, like, I have no business being an adult in a lot of ways. This is true. In a lot of in ways. The, in the uh, best way, though. like Yes. Yeah. I'm also very responsible, and I work hard, and I work seven days a week, and uh, I have worked recently with uh, some, the younger generation, like... <laughs> It's not great, Clint. It's not. It's not great. (laughs) (laughs) These people are perpetually never going to be adults, really, in any way whatsoever. Like, yeah, their unwillingness to learn. Anyway, I sound like a boomer, but uh, get off my lawn. (laughs) Get off my lawn. Yeah. (laughs) Get a haircut. So since last time, last time previously on Guts, we talked about how I, I got a little tipsy at a show yes. and I wanted a
1: redemption show. Yes. <laughs> that was our first cliffhanger, I believe, episode. <laughs> so, well, I got to tell you,
0: I had two shows. Uh, what day is it? Saturday? So this week I had two shows. One was the uh, Scotch Lounge, Montgomery Scotch Lounge anniversary show, which yep. I was hosting. And then I was hosting Poor Boy for my big redemption show, yes. Clint. And uh, are you ready to hear how these went? Absolutely. Okay, for those, let me let me paint some context for the people who aren't from Ottawa um, cuz we have listeners in Clint, in Spain, Japan and the United States of America where Bud Light is made. You know what I'm saying?
1: <laughs> we uh we they call us Mr. International maybe? No. Canon. Mr. International. <laughs> International Boys Club. guts yeah, International Boys Club.
0: <laughs> Temptation International <laughs> Diaries. <laughs> so Saturday morning shows are fun. they are fun. Coffee's really, really good. yeah, I, you know, whatever. I, so I, I also told you it's the end of summer. Yeah, summer's over. It's after labor, I, I got to clean up my act a little bit, and, you know, not get a little cause i I do love the free drinks. I love having a cocktail. and yep. I like the free drinks I get at these shows. But you know now, I mean, it's these are weeknights and weeknight, yes. weeknights. Like it's it's now time to clean it up, yes. trim up a little bit, get it going. So I go to the Scotch Lounge where you do get free, you get some free scotch. That's a tough one. That's a tough one, Clint. But I don't, for, don't know why I'm nodding. Like, yeah, yeah. this
1: is a, this is an audio medium, and I'm nodding at you to try and <laughs> acknowledge that I'm listening. So. For, like I
0: said, for those who don't live in Ottawa, it was hot. We had a, a September mm. heat wave. It was insane. Like temperature in the forties yeah. with the humidity just super super hot and when those heat waves happen everyone gets a little squirrely yes myself included (laughs) (laughs) so we go to the uh scotch lounge and uh it is hot 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 i get there and there's a documentary crew there oh they're filming a a thing about comedy in ontario cool and they asked if they can interview me they know bobby you know Yeah, yeah bobby knuff's on the show wonderful comedian um That's good. They can interview me. You know what I say? Yeah, let's do this, baby. They got all the they got all the good gear. They got all the good cameras. As as someone who's worked in the industry up until that point, had (laughs) retired the day before. (laughs) Um, Super nice crew, wonderful. But so give them a little interview, and then I'm like, well, I hope that this is a good show for you. I'm hosting. Blah blah blah. Get in there. There's there's four people. Oh no, four people showed up, and you know, look, it it was so hot. People are tired. Uh They're staying home.
1: Because everybody wants scotch in a heat wave.
0: Yeah, that, that's part of the problem. But they, they serve the, the craft beers as well, as you oh, know. do they? And I got to tell you, Clint, when it's that hot and you're doing comedy, there's nothing you want more than a cold beer. Am I right? Yeah,
1: I'm 100% with you.
0: So I got to tell you, uh, Collective Arts, because Lewis stuck to his guns here, Collective Arts makes a delicious zero-alcohol beer which I ordered. Really? Yeah, and it was, because a lot of those are terrible. Yeah. They, they taste like soap or, you know, yeah. whatever. Someone accidentally put uh, palm olive in your <laughs> beer. But this was really good and refreshing, and it hit the spot, and it, it, it satisfied that craving, and I can now behave myself anyway. Nice. But you know what? Four people in the audience, you got you to gotta do your time. Yeah. You got to do it like you mean it, which I did. I said, look, it, it was a pretty busy show, like a lot of people, so I said, I'm going to do 10 off the top. And I'll do time before the feature, and, okay. and if anybody bombs, which is kind of, it's four people. It's Everybody's gonna, gonna bomb. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna sound bad. I'll do time in between. Um, so I did I did my ten minutes exactly off the top, and it went. I had fun. Like I, I think I'm at a level now where four people, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. I could see them smiling. Like the, yeah, it, it wasn't rolling laughter by any stretch of the imagination. And then people came up and you know did whatever. Emmett Morrison gets up with his one liners and murders the place really comedians and well by the time he came up two more people came in so then, now there's six people
1: oh he's got 50 percent more audience yeah so, yeah
0: and the camera crews are laughing and nice. it, he just slaughters and i'm like oh oh this is this is neat so then uh, H- H- dad gets up he does the same thing it was a very professional show for the most mm-hmm. part for the most part everyone had really good sets but it's really hard to tell when there's four to six people in the audience but you know i did my time before the feature as well which i didn't I wasn't terribly excited to do, yeah. But I went and did it like I meant it. You know what yeah. I mean? And I had fun doing it. And then when it was over, I'm like, oh, that's good, because you, when you're not getting that rolling laughter back, it's plus there's cameras on you, and you're like, yeah, like it, this is gonna go out there somewhere. It, it was weird. Uh, I know, as a producer, you tend to take it on yourself when that happens. Like, oh my god, there's no audience. This is my fault. But it's not. It was the heat. It was yeah. ba- It was back to school. It was a lot of different things. Um, but we put on a a great show and, uh, Dylan, um, he featured, he did great too, but you know, as great as you can do with six people in the audience. And, uh, that's how that went. But one, I won't say who one comedian bailed the set was,
1: that was like left, like just didn't go on.
0: No, was was on, and it wasn't going well, and said, well, uh, okay, I'm done now, and I, I won't name them. You, you know who you are, and they're great. They're awesome, Okay, but there's a, there's a le- you got to go back to what Tavis said. There's a level of experience where you got to be good enough to do bad shows, Yeah, and uh, it was cool, but it was really, really neat. After the show, uh, Hart uh, Shoulders was on the show as well. Okay. He did great. He came up to me, and he said, hey, man, I just want to commend you for you did all your time that you were supposed to do when it really, we could have ended the show early or we could have, you know, it wasn't, this wasn't the ideal situation. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But I'm like, as the host, you're care you kind of carrying the show. That that sounds very vain, but you're responsible for the show. So yeah, suck it up, sit in that heat, sit in that suck and do (laughs) your goddamn time like a professional. And that's it. But it was very nice of him to say, and even texted me the next day, he goes, I just want to reiterate, like- That's the difference between pro and not pro. Like, you know, you could have just left it and left us to our own devices, but you did all all the time you were supposed to. That's awesome. And you sold it like you meant it. And thank you, Hart Shoulders. By the way, Hart Shoulders, his mom clearly read romance novels, because that is a a romance novel name, Hart Shoulders. He's got an open shirt and a pirate bandana. (laughs) But then you see Hart, and you're like, oh, you're a lawyer. (laughs) (laughs) Handsome dude in a different way, but yeah. But
1: that was the type of show He looks like he could be a Mumford & Son.
0: Wow, he actually might be in Mumford & Son. <laughs> was he the banjo player that got canceled?
1: Did they get a banjo player canceled?
0: Oh, yeah, because he said he, he read a book that I think someone in Antifa liked this book as well. And therefore, he had to ap- apologize. So like he a,
1: got canceled for reading a book.
0: Well, yeah, and he bragged about it. He goes, I really th- thought this book was thoughtful or oh, something okay. like this. Apologizing to the... Mob. How, never. You'll never hear me do that. Ever. <laughs> Until
1: we get cancelled next week for shitting on religion for the first ten well, minutes of this no, podcast. No, I still want to apologize. Unless I did something terrible, I'll apologize.
0: Terrible things I, I generally do uh, outside of the public eye. <laughs> so you'll never <laughs> catch me. But that's the kind of show it was, Clint. I, I know you've done these shows, and I know we've done these shows together. There was a something like that there was a birthday party we did that was oh yeah
1: not the best but there's people at that show so yeah yeah but you're you're absolutely right and and yeah like i i'm thinking and i don't know if we talked about it on the pod where i did the one show at a golf course where It went really poorly and people left throughout the show. So by the time I got up, there was, I think, six people. So I just sat at the table with them and did my material (laughs) sitting down at the table drinking a beer. I I could have done this. I could have done this. Yeah, yeah. The,
0: the, The interesting thing after that show, which, you know, will not go down in history as the best show ever. But it was still... Say, the producer also thanked me. He's like, this is why, this is why I wanted you Who to, produces that one again? Uh, this is Eric Stoltman. Oh, yes. Yes, we've talked about that. And he that said, before. this is why I wanted you to, you to host. Because, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what the situation is, you sell it like it's a million dollar show.
1: And uh, I said, thanks, man. That's pretty cool. And, and producers, like you touched on it earlier, right? There's, comedy's weird because you can do everything right and have the show go poorly. Yes, um, and which, it, which he, uh, was a hundred percent the case. Yeah, uh, and, and the, don't get me wrong. There's bad producers out there that do everything wrong, and, yeah. and sometimes the show goes well. Uh, but more often than not, a bad producer is going to have shows go poorly, and a good producer is going to have shows go well. But there's no, there's no automatic. It's. There's it, no automatic, it, yeah. and especially on a Wednesday
0: in a heat wave. Like, yeah. You know, you, you're really fighting that, and uh, hats off to Eric Stoltman again. He's produces great stuff. He's got a great r- radio program. He plays all my music, and uh, no, it was it, it's one of those shows that uh, builds character, we'll say. It makes you better. <laughs> but the neat thing is, you know, I was on stage for my, I did my 10 minutes. Off the top, there was four people. Uh, two of those people followed me on Instagram the next nice. day. Nice. So, I, you know, what you think sometimes is, is bad, but in your own head, you know, maybe to them, it's great, you know, or maybe they're just like, let's follow this train wreck. He's a, he's a piece of work.
1: <laughs> That's like, which is also acceptable to me, Clint. Sorry, I got to stop for one second because <laughs> it's a good thing. This isn't a visual medium because the way Lewis is sitting, he's kind of got one leg crossed yeah. and I'm making eye contact with him while I'm talking, <laughs> but his toe is kind of wiggling. And it almost looks like his wieners coming out of his bottom shorts. And it's very, very distracting. Well, my knee is a mess, Clint, because I've been
0: working. (laughs) Let me bitch about work for a minute. You know how much I love. I I throw myself into work so much, but sitting at at this computer chair for like 12 hours a day and then going out to do comedy. And then I went and trained boxing last night. My body hurts, so I'm, I'm bending it in weird ways. I'm sorry. Boxers don't use their knees. Well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta <laughs> bob and yeah. bob and weave, and the yeah. and when I did the first bob and weave last night, I thought my knee was gonna explode. I'm like, ah, what's happening to Lewis? And I got to teach a, you know, I teach the comedians Muay Thai. I got a big uh, yeah big free class tomorrow, so I better stretch it out. You know what I'm saying?
1: I'll still be we, which I chickened out of because at one point we were, I was coming over tomorrow after the after yeah. the class to record, and I just I I can't. Why? I, because I'm in terrible shape.
0: Yeah, that's and, why you come to this yeah. class.
1: This this is what there's. It's like people who
0: say, I want to get funny before I do comedy. No, 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 no. You do comedy to get funny. You do this to get in shape. You do this to learn. And uh, it's not like you have a fight coming up,
1: you know? No, no, it's true. <laughs> By but... the way, I booked a fight for you, Clint. Did <laughs> you <cool>. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley, you're going down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she's been there since the beginning. She no, no, likely don't, kicked my ass. You don't want to
0: fight Ashley, people. So that was, uh, that's how the show goes. You know, that's how the Scotch Lounge went. And... Uh, Whatever, I, I, I left there exhausted. I've been really exhausted lately. The heat has been quite getting to me. Like I, the weekend before, I worked in that heat uh, outside
1: DOPing a, a shoot.
0: I'm ready to stop sweating anytime now. So I got my redemption
1: show the next day. Yes. This is, I mean, as much as the Scotch Lounge we love, this is the one I've been waiting to hear about all week. <laughs> okay, here we go. <laughs> no pressure and go. Let's start off the so that my, my day starts at fi, my day starts at five a.m. When I'm, he has to put context in yes, it, they're so yes. like, "Yeah, I, I know where this is going well, now." You, you, you do and you don't.
0: My day starts at five a.m. Um, I get up and I, I. Some people walk their dogs, Clint. I take my dog on adventures because she's a yes. she, she's a hound, and as you know, she's a murderer. And, uh, uh, I, have there been murders lately? No, there's no more ra- okay. <laughs> no more rabbits in my yard, but a cat did show up, and she lost her mind, and I thought she was going to go through the goddamn window. So I take her off-leash adventures in the forest, getting eaten alive by bugs. It's terrible for my mental state. I can't wait for the heat wave to be over, which I think it finally is. Anyway, so then back here, and I put in a shift of work because I'm trying to finish this corporate gig because it's I just want to get this done. So I put in a 12-hour on this thing, you know. and I, I'm fried by the time I, mm-hmm. get, I get to the show, and I'm hosting – and uh, as you know, the poor boy—they don't have the uh, central air, Clint. <laughs> so they have that this big R2D2-like air conditioner that blows out to the crowd, but in the green room there, oh shit. It's, it's hot. Okay, uh, it's so hot that they have two fans set up, and it's just blowing hot air everywhere. Much like I was as a host, you know, <laughs> just blowing hot air everywhere. So you know when it's so hot. That your jeans are just prison. How hot was it? Yeah, but you <laughs> your know when you just jeans like, are a prison. <laughs> you're just like I, I need to get out of my pants. I'm dying. Like, like I-
1: so. And again, I, I don't want to cut you <laughs> off, but <laughs> I've been watching too much Temptation Island. Like, I think. My jeans are a prison, and sit in the suck are two wonderful possible names for this episode. We're gonna have to decide. Ooh. Sitting in the suck
0: of gene prisons, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, go back to your gene prison. But you know how you know that feeling where you're yes. like just so hot, like I'm I'm dying, Clint. And it, to the point, like I've worked too much at the computer, my neck is sore, I have a headache, I'm not feeling a hundred percent. Gotcha. But I go up, and it again, I I'm I'm blessed in that this is a longer show. There's a lot of people on it, so I do the math right. Everyone has ten minutes, and a feature has twenty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brad Duardo is uh featuring which is wonderful because he's we know he's gonna slay yeah so i don't have to do as much time and i think that's um part of what a host is you're like an accordion you can like expand or contract yeah to, to fit the show 100%, you know what i mean yeah and and like i said blow hot air like <laughs> <laughs> so i get up there and I, I i sell my 10 minutes i i get up there i do it I'm, I'm hot i'm dying i got a headache i sell it i talk to the crowd i think i do good they're a little tight Okay. Which is fine, because there's one table that's kind of talking, and I'm. you don't want to be rude to them right away. You just kind of want to get them to engage right away.
1: Yeah, a couple of warning shots.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I get them. I talk to everybody, and uh, I keep bringing people up. But in between everything, I'll go, like, tell one joke, then come back, and I'm just, like, leaning over the fan and ready. Like, I feel like I want to barf. I'm not, it, it's <laughs> not, you know, I, I kind of just want to go home. Yeah. But you know, Dave Grohl can break his leg and finish a show. Axl Rose had the flu, and for three hours between songs, would go puke in a bucket. Like I can, I can get through this. You know yeah. what I mean? But I'm not feeling good. I'm, gotcha. I'm feeling heat stroked. I'm feeling headache. But I do it. I do. I, I bring people up. I get off. I bring people up. I do my time. There's not a lot of time before the feature because it went late. So I told him, look, it's it's gonna be quick. I'm gonna bring you up. I did. I did that. Uh, and afterwards. I just couldn't wait to get out of there. So was my redemption show what I thought it would be? No. Was it great in other ways? Yeah. Because okay. it was a lot of work for me, but in, in those two instances, in those two shows, I, I just did my job. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah like which is almost felt rewarding. And then I went home and like cold shower and watched some Temptation Island, but it was <laughs> I wasn't at 100% and like, you know, there was people there uh, Alex from Absolute and Logan they they show up later and they're they're trying to talk to me and I'm just like I sorry, I'm I'm out of it, you know.
1: Yeah, cuz you, like, you the poor boy hangs your favorite hang, it's my right? My favorite hang. Yeah, and if if you're not into the hang, then then there's clearly something going on and
0: Well, it's neat too when people talk to you. Some people get really loud in that green room. And you're just like, there's still people performing. Like oh, it, really, it's close eh? to the show being okay. over, and I'm timing uh, the headliner because I I need to know when I got to go back up there. But I'm just like, I'm just sitting there dying a bit, and people are trying to talk to me, and I'm like, I'm sorry. I sent Logan a message the next day because we got to talk about Logan every episode, you know? Yeah. Because it wasn't the greatest show. It mm-hmm. w- they were tight. It was good, but they laughed at weird things. They would laugh at setups and then okay. not laugh at punchlines. You know these types of yep, shows. Yep. And Logan actually says to me, sends me one of those messages, oh, I just listened to your pod, I'm sorry last night was your redemption show. <laughs> <laughs> but he was only basing that off what I told him, yeah, was, yeah. he wasn't there for the show, okay. but it was, uh, it, it was work, and it, I wasn't my best, but I, I did what I had to do, I got my money and I went home. Did you have uh, a beer? I did not. I had a lot of water. Nice. I had a headache and I just, yeah, no, I stuck to my guns. I I said it's it's time to clean her up a bit because summer's fun, Clint. Summer's fun. But hey, it's, it's time to be an adult again and, uh, We'll have weekend beers, you know? If we had a beer fridge, we would obviously be having beers right now. It's 10.20 in the morning.
1: <laughs> Is it 10.20? <laughs> like Holy it's camping.
0: Kid. We haven't had a beer yet. <laughs> no, no. I still got coffee going. But that's how it went. These are the shows that, you know, they they are what they are. You go back to what Tavis Mapleston said, you know? you you got to be good enough to do bad shows, and you do your job, and then you uh on to the next one. 100%. Yeah. What's the next one? Monday, I'm doing a show in Elmer. I've got two shows this week. i got got, uh, well, three shows. Cause I'm prepping for my Winnipeg taping on Sunday. Okay. So I have Monday and Wednesday and they're both early shows, like, okay. which is I think seven 30 or something like that, which, nice. Hey man, I'm featuring on both. So it gives me time to try out all those, uh, Winnipeg jokes. Nice. And then, uh, taping for Winnipeg on Sunday. So very cool. And then I think we're back to pro shows after that. We have some shows lined up like, cause I've been doing a lot of open mic stuff and like yeah. pra- it- practicing and this. Is-, and- is there Wood Brothers next weekend? Yeah, it might be. Yes, yeah, it's next Saturday, right? 16th. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is, yeah, so a week from today. Yeah. Okay, so I got that show, too. <laughs> we got that show, too. <laughs> I told you, Clint. My brain is
1: fried. The heat The heat murdered me. Temptation. All I think about is Temptation Island and beer fridge. Well, you had me doubting myself there for a second, because I'm like, I'm no, pretty no, sure I it's did. this week. Because I did that uh, a couple of weeks ago. My dad uh, called me and he's like, hey, I'm going to be at the lake... Uh, for Labor Day weekend. I'm like, Oh great. I was thinking about tending up Saturday. And he's like, Oh, well I thought maybe you'd wait until Labor Day. And I'm like, Oh, this, <laughs> this, this isn't, isn't a- Labor Day weekend. Like I have to work on Monday. Shit. And this is clearly like
0: a, you know, in, in my world, it's working seven days a week. That's fried my brain a bit. And I can't yeah. wait for that to be over in your world. I think it's hockey parenting. hundred percent
1: hockey. Parenting. That
0: has yeah. fried your brain a little bit, Yeah, which is, you know, as much as I complain, you never hear a Clint compa- complain once about it. Cause he's going seven days a week too.
1: Yeah, like you know. uh, I looked at the schedule. I think for the rest of the month, my kids got two days off. Oh God! Yeah, and it, it's it's in, it's intense. And he's also actually so not only is he doing his own team, he's actually volunteering to help with a youth hockey team now. Wow! So so yeah. So yesterday he didn't have anything, but we're back at an arena, so we can volunteer with some nine year olds, which is great. It's uh, wow, and it, it's initiative that uh, was created by his coach because at the level they're playing, that it's a high level, right? So it's a, it's it's really about giving back to the next generation and teaching them what it takes to get there. And uh, I was really proud of my kid. He embraced it. And, uh, like, the, the coach mandated 10 hours. It's like, I want every yeah. everybody to go help out another hockey team for 10 hours. And the first – we weren't, hadn't even done the first one yet. And he's like, Daddy, we have to do 10 hours, right? And I said, yeah. He's like – can we do more yes and i'm like yeah absolutely and he's like well what he's like do i find a couple of different teams to help or do i just help one team and to me it's like just just help the one team right like forge a relationship with these kids and, and you know just kind of follow them along for the year and he was he was all about that and he's he's anxious to go back so
0: the kids are all right clint i was bitching about the kids earlier but uh Maybe the just that one generation, and then you go a generation younger, and it's. Well, I think
1: it's because I'm an exceptional parent.
0: I, I agree. I, <laughs> I, I, I feel like I feel like in a lot of ways, like what was above Gen X, like what was that generation called, the generation before Gen X, Gen.
1: Like there's something between Boomers and Gen X. That's has what I'm to saying. Be. Yeah,
0: but I feel like that generation's kids weren't great.
1: <laughs> Wait, that's me. No, <laughs> yeah. no, but I feel like the Gen X kids, the. the the, par- the kids, Gen- the kids of the Gen Xers.
0: Yeah, the Gen X parents are pretty cool because they're they're still like the they kind of get it. I don't yeah. know. I, as a Gen Xer,
1: you know, I'm I'm do, I'm being very millennial by patting myself on the back here. <laughs> I actually had a great Gen X moment on the way over here. Uh, <laughs> so I was listening to uh, the ongoing history of rock with Alan Cross. Yes, and uh, always a great show. Yes, um, but like he's so obscure with a lot of the stuff that that he does. Right. I'm like, so today it was a list of the. I'm not sure how long the list was because I was only caught the last half hour of it, but I caught the the top five, uh, not necessarily the best soundtracks, but the okay. most influential soundtracks. Okay,
0: whoa, 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 don't tell me.
1: Yeah, I gotta... give me your top three soundtracks.
0: Okay, well, uh, Train Spotting is probably on there. I don't even know these are my top three, but I'm
1: trying to think of influential. Um... Uh, Spotting may have been on the list, but like I said, I only caught the tail end of the list, so I caught God. the top four.
0: Okay, okay, let me think here.
1: And one of them, he kind of cheated on. It wasn't. It wasn't that Batman soundtrack. <laughs> it was uh, again not in the top four. Because <laughs> that was terrible. Prince? <gasps> yeah, that was gross. Prince is Prince, though. Prince it is, was weird. It, it was Prince weird. is Prince, and so, but sometimes he's not royalty. Sometimes That's he's right. like, yeah. You know. Everybody. Everybody has a, yeah. Has an off day. Oh, soundtracks, eh? uh, To live and die in L.A. Well, is one for me. There's a pretty good indication because I said it was a big Gen X moment. Oh, for me. oh, oh, so. oh, 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 oh. It, it had Winona Rider in it? Uh, Reality Bites? No, was not Damn on it. the list. Apparently. But good call. Good pull. Okay, give me a hint. Give me a... I uh, think early 90s. Oh, oh, uh, the one with... This is my personal favorite. The one with Eddie Vedder and Chris Cornell. That's the one, the single soundtrack. Singles, yes! So I heard it, and I'm like, single soundtrack to me is the best soundtrack that's ever been recorded. It's pretty awesome. Like, I'm a 90s grunge guy. Yes. uh, So, like, the whole time I'm listening, I'm like... I, I like this show. I respect this show, but I'm most worried that he's not going to include it because to me, it's it's the holy grail, right? So yes. when when he got to singles at number two, I was I was super pumped, and it was cool. Like he was telling the story that, like when Cameron Crowe set out to make that movie, it was very much he wanted to do like a a very geographically specific area, yes. like the local scene. And so, like, this was Pearl Jam had just been formed. Uh, Alice in Chains was still kind of like a hair metal band at this point. That's uh, right. Yeah. So he just, like, he was focusing on these guys, thinking that nobody was ever gonna hear him. It was like a cool, low, and then while the movie was in production yeah. shit blew up, yeah, right? Kurt, Kurt Cobain, baby. Kurt yeah. Cobain. Yeah. who, who actually isn't on the soundtrack, mm-hmm. but everybody else was right. And it was just, and like, I love that movie. Cause Pearl jam was my favorite band of the nineties. And yep. like, they have such a cool cameo in they the do. movie, yeah, right? Yeah. And citizen Dick. and like, You just, got to watch this movie <laughs> singles people. Uh, I find a lot of
0: older movies are better, and I know that just makes me sound like I'm getting older. Yeah, but uh, you know, all
1: the movies on Netflix are hot trash; like they're they're just garbage. I just rewatched The Godfather one and two this week. You did? eh? I did. Uh, And like, obviously, great movies. I've I've always loved them, but uh, there's a series on Paramount called The Offer, which is it's a ten-part series. It's a dramatic retelling of the making. Oh, no, right. The Godfather and like the the obstacles they had to jump through, like the mob tried to stop the movie from getting made. (laughs) And like it's, it it was really well done, like to the point where it gave me a new appreciation for The Godfather. Oh, that's interesting. Over and above that I had. Wow. But let's get back to the soundtrack. So, uh, most influential soundtrack. Okay. Again from the 90s. And it was an odd choice, but I respected the hell out of the choice. Is it from a comedy movie? No. Action. Action movie in the 90s? And the, the movie, the soundtrack is way better than the movie was. Okay, who's the star of this movie? Ah, uh, that's that's I, I want to say Ethan Hawke was in it, but I hold on, let me let me look it up while, you, while you're thinking. It, it wasn't it, a Batman movie, it wasn't a Batman movie. It's no sequels, no anything. It was about, uh, hold on, you vamp for a little bit while I look up the movie and I'll read you the synopsis. Okay, I, this is I also
0: I'm enjoying the guessing games, I really like the guessing games. Here's what I want to do for the future episode I want to have you tavis and logan on this show and see if you guys can guess my favorite song in 20 questions so put put a pin in that we're gonna do that because people people will be surprised what my favorite song is but i need the music experts
1: okay the the tavis
0: and the logan and the 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 clint gibbons
1: okay so i I was wrong with the ethan hawk thank god Uh, thank god (laughs) so (laughs) kevin bacon (laughs) stephen pepperoni who was it So I was wrong about the Ethan Hawke, Emilio Estevez, Young Guns, Young no. Guns 2. Young Guns had Young Guns two had to be on the soundtrack or had to be on the list, but it was I, I got the the Bon Jovi album from that. So yes. do I. Th- that that soundtrack scared the shit out of me <laughs> because we had gone to see the movie, my friend and I. Uh, I'll, and like, I'll make it famous. Yes, <laughs> I would have been thirteen or so. And uh, so literally went to the movies at the city center in Sudbury, uh, went right across to Records on Wheels to buy the cassette nice! soundtrack. And I get home and like 12, 13, like it's when your parents start leaving you alone at for the first times, right? Well, so, if you grew up in Timmins, that's yeah, a, for, age four. But yes, go ahead. <laughs> so I get home and i put the i put the the cassette in my dad's jbl sound system ooh and it's got the talking it's got the and i crank it up and i go to make myself a snack ah. and i'm alone in the house and all i hear is Yoo-hoo! And I hit the fucking deck. (laughs) Oh, my God! (laughs) I literally thought somebody was in my house. And I I literally... I I have the vivid memory of sitting on the... Lying on the floor in my kitchen with my head covered, laughing at myself for hitting the deck because Emilio Estevez But good reaction, hitting the deck. That's what you got to do when the gunshots
0: start flying. As you know, I've been in a lot of uh, paintball (laughs) paintball matches. But uh, I, I remember, like, every... Everything from that soundtrack, the in betweens. Yes. Like, yes, you are not a god. Why don't you pull the trigger and find out? Like, whoa! Yes, I love it that. Tri- great, great work. Oh, I gotta listen to that. Yes, I'm gonna listen to that for sure. Okay.
1: Also in this movie, Cuba Gooding Jr., Dennis Leary, Steven Dorf. What the Steven Dorf from yes from the Aerosmith videos? Jeremy Piven. Okay, I'm out. And yeah, we're kind of out of. Uh, <laughs> Like those, those are the big names. Why don't I know this movie? It's not clueless. It is not. Um, so one action of the- action movie.
0: Like I consider myself a trivia buff, but I'm I'm being stumped here. It, you know, I, I can just hear listeners too. Like when something like this happens on a podcast, I'm yelling as I'm driving. Yes. like
1: it's this, it's this, you twat. Uh, absolutely. All right, yeah. I, can, I can't find a synopsis, but okay. So the interesting thing about this soundtrack, <laughs> okay, the thing that I appreciated about it is. They almost created a new genre of music because what they did, what? they took artist A. Oh, so Aerosmith and Run DMC, for example. For example, but not those two specifically. Okay. I need, a, I need a,
0: first of all, I need a Marshall Amp beer fridge, but also I need a hint. Uh, what, what's, what, give me an artist that's on this. Okay. Um, Helmet and oh, House wow. of Pain. I do remember this. Now this is ringing a bell. But I can't
1: remember the movie. Uh, Pearl Jam and Cypress Hill.
0: Yes, I remember this whole thing.
1: Judgment Night.
0: Yes, Judgment Night! Judgment Night. Night.
1: I, I actually liked that movie. Did you really? Yeah. Because I remember I found... But the, you know I like stupid movies now yes. and shows. Yes, I found the soundtrack before I found the movie. And I was so excited about the soundtrack that I watched the movie. And maybe it's because I love the soundtrack so much, but I thought the movie was was underwhelming. But yeah, it was they they took all these, these grunge yes. and metal artists yes, and g- fused them with hip-hop artists and really like are responsible for a whole genre of music and yeah. like limp
0: biscuits of the world. And well, uh, oh, <sighs> that's tough. We need a time machine to go back and erase
1: that from ever happening. Limp biscuit style. And the one thing I did find out about that I didn't know about this soundtrack is uh, one track that never made the album because the bands weren't happy with how it turned I out. I do know about this, I, 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 but I can't remember. I do remember reading about this. Tool and Faith No More. Yes! Like, how cool would that have been?
0: Yeah, I like Faith No More. They're they're uh...
1: They were just ahead of their time, man. Had they come out... 100 percent five years later they
0: would have been the biggest thing
1: we care a lot
0: (laughs) (laughs) man yeah music is uh something that's really taking a shit unless you're listening to lewis hill uh you know check me out on spotify folks association baby yeah i i i'm i'm bringing uh the, the rock and roll back it's gonna take someone younger to do it but you know i i'm definitely trying my best but uh Soundtracks, man. Now I'm yeah. now I'm just thinking of all the soundtracks I've bought and you ever buy a soundtrack for one weird song oh, yeah, that you can't get on the album, and the <laughs> you get twelve extra songs. Now Spotify, you don't have to do that. But yeah, it, it was a remake of a a book. It was
1: Gwyneth Paltrow. Great expectations. Yes,
0: that soundtrack. It was that, a one. That was another
1: great one. A yes. couple of Tori Amos tracks. Chris yes. Cornell Chris uh, Cornell. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but, but whoa, what a garbage movie and book. Yes.
1: And person. By all means. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, goop. Yeah, she's the worst.
0: Back to comedy, Clint. I just, uh, you know what? I learned something this week. What'd you learn
1: today, Lou? Or not today. What'd you learn this week, Lewis? Well, I learned to really appreciate air the conditioning show- in a green room? Yes. <laughs> But also, I really learned
0: to appreciate the shows that aren't perfect and don't go your way and feel like work. Because, listen, the shows where you are the superstar and everything's easy and great and then people buy you shots and people worship you, those are great. And they have their their place. But, listen, this is work and it does take uh, dedication and heart and, you know... Getting over your ego to mm-hmm. do it. So these shows that aren't great and the audience isn't wonderful or, or there's not a lot of people or there's something, it's hot, you're not feeling well, you know, these are the shows that really make you better. Yeah. And I, I, I'm really, I really do enjoy them. Nice. You know what I mean? Like there, there is something in that because it's like, who do you want to be? Do you want to be the comedian who says, oh, the crowd sucked tonight. It was shitty. Or do you want to be the comedian that gets the crowd anyway, even though they sucked? You know what I mean? And if if that only happens to one in 100 comedians, if, you know, one out of 100 comedians are the comedian that can get them even though mm-hmm. they suck, it's up to you whether you are in the 99 or you are in the one. And so uh, all I'm saying is I'm really learning to embrace the suck when it happens and enjoy it anyway and go. It it feels like a job at that point. Like I'm going home after feeling like I really acom- accomplished something. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? So, and, and again, you... Bring it all back to Tavis Maplestone, the Yoda of Ottawa comedy. Like, you gotta be good enough to do bad shows, and uh, really understand their value of those shows, and understand that that's what it, that's what it takes to be this. Because it's easy to be the rock star. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it, a lot of these shows, and the bigger you get, the more you're gonna tour, and the more you're gonna do shitty places. Embrace the suck a bit and really enjoy it, because it's still very special and
1: not everyone gets to do that yeah it's a privilege and uh i'm a little disappointed because i like i'm hope i i'm waiting for a what i learned in comedy this week that i can disagree with <laughs> but I, I can't disagree with that that's you're you're bang on again so so absolutely
0: well and uh we got we got a guts punch a guts punch this week right clint we gotta we gotta give a guts punch to kamar babar 100 percent for winning the yuck yucks mike
1: mcdonald's summer comedy competition and I didn't pick him and you didn't pick him No I, credit where it's due man he made us look bad because uh, neither of us had him in in our top 3 and Kamar's one of those dudes like he's he's always super solid right and he he always always, yeah. always does very very well but you, you just I don't know um congratulations we weren't at the final but we heard it was deserved uh yes. from people that were there yeah um so yeah uh we didn't pick you you proved us wrong and uh that makes us happy he's always such a neat
0: guy too like when i first started in comedy he was there of course he was hilarious then but yeah. he just he hits you on a left field with things you never thought about and he's a bit uh off
1: his rocker in a good way you know what i mean like he's, yeah, got, like he's got an evil laugh and a but also <laughs> I just pictured, you know, those flailing arm guys that they yes. have for like you, where you just don't know which way it's going to go and it, it's, it's erratic and it's yeah. all over the map, but it, it draws attention in and there's a reason that those car dealerships all have them because they work. So yeah.
0: And he's great. He's got a voice like gravel and emphysema, but and he's
1: <laughs> but he's so energetic
0: on stage and he's wonderful. And I, I really like the guys have given me good advice over the years and stuff. So I'm really happy. And I do feel like it's one for the old guys, which we yeah, are not going to lie. <laughs> I thought that too, like,
1: screw you, young up-and-comers. Yeah, he beat beat
0: the young kids, which is uh, wonderful. So, Kamar Babar, big guts punch right in your solid guts. One more thing about Kamar before we wrap this up. Um, You know, as you know, I've trained combat sports for a long time, and I always see people, I'm always picturing like what they could do in a fight when I meet people. Like there's certain, okay. there's certain people that just, I see them and I'm like, oh, that guy I feel like could generate a lot of power and take someone's head off. And Kamar Babar is one of those guys I'm like, just the way he moves, he because he was a bigger dude for a while. I think he's pretty thin right now. Okay. But just you see him move so agile and fast, you're like, oh, Jesus, this guy is. Uh, really? I'm telling you, if this guy, I, I would pick, he's
1: too old now, but he could have he been a contender. How did you size me up the first time you saw me?
0: Oh, I'm like he's funnier than me. Fuck him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Can't think of a better place to end.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Hey, Joseph Smith, Marshall Ampere, Fridge. Let's go. <laughs> we'll see, you ne- see you next time, people. See ya.